Theme song. Three, two, one. Nope. Wrong one. Wrong one. Don't. Ah, Jesus. Here we are back in this uh, show. What's it called? Late Night Lately, episode 18. We've got the, I think this might be the first episode of the year. That's correct. I meant to record this a week ago. Um, And then I meant to record the second episode last week. Or uh, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, who cares? Whatever. We're back. We're here. Let's do it. Uh, No monologue because I definitely want to talk. I want to spend some time talking about the premiere of After Midnight. Uh, okay. Well, first things first. After midnight did premiere. We'll get to that. Uh, hold on. Let me let me go through these clips. <laughs> let me let me do the stupid clip thing, and then and then we'll uh, then we'll do the two stories. Um, Guillermo returned to the Emmys. He did. They did uh, this thing where uh, I would have got to stop. I got to I got to mute this thing as soon as I started the episode. Uh, where he where he say he does back to back with celebrities, where he sits back to back and he takes shots of tequila, gives out snacks. Uh, I, you know, every time I watch something like this, be it for the Emmys or uh, the, the Television Academy Awards uh, or the <laughs> the Film Academy Awards, Emmys are the Television Academy. I understand that. I'm not stupid. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, that uh, they the people either seem straight up game for it or not, and. You know, it's it's so it's so interesting to watch people at award ceremonies, and uh, and by people I mean celebrities. Watch celebrities at award ceremonies, uh, and and take it so effortlessly serious, and and just not even no no not even effortlessly. I mean like effortful serious, <laughs> and <clears throat> to spend. You know, I understand you get dressed up, you do this, you you do that. There's no food, but I mean, you're having a nice time. And as much as I I make fun of her, look at Jennifer Lawrence. She just she's just there to you know whether she gets the award or not. You're just there. You're having a good time. Look at the people at the Golden Globes who are chilling out on libations all night. I mean, you're doing that to have fun. And so when now I say that, and when when the people that Guillermo talks to at these back-to-backs are the one the winners who go backstage. So if you're Iowa Debris, if you're the cast of the Bear, if you're Nicole Kidman, whomever is going back there, and you're doing this press stuff, this is going to be the most fun press you have, you do in the, the entire time you're schlepping your show or your movie. It's the most fun press. It's Guillermo. <laughs> From Jimmy Kimmel Live, he's going to offer you tequila. And I never understand when someone's press people or is, uh, or someone themselves uh, are, are just, they, they, they go, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't do this. No, this, no, no, my press people are saying, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You're having a fun time. You're famous. You're rich. Just take it. Just take the shot of tequila. If I was offered tequila... I would go, heck yeah, let's do it, buddy. <laughs> I just won this award. Isn't life crazy? <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. It just, it just flabbergasts me when 
because and the reason I mention this is that look I'm looking at the video and uh, not many people are enjoying it. I mean, Paul Walter Hauser is having a blast. He's just like I'm eating snacks. I'm doing this. Uh, the uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge has as uh, somehow less personality than she did on stage when she won. Uh, Elton John's husband just seems okay that he's there. Let's ha- let's let's do this. Let's have fun. Anyway, uh, then Tina Fey appeared on Late Night with Seth Meyers to talk about uh, touring and things with uh, and, and Amy and uh, with Amy Poehler as well as um, Mean Girls. I was going to say Midnight Girls. Um, but yeah, she's, she's effortless in, uh, in what she does there. It's, uh, it's great. I love the way she, uh, the way she, uh, is, she love who she is as a person. Uh, and yeah, I think she's very funny. There was, there was a story that came out, um, this past week that, you know, Lauren, I think said in passing, oh, Tina would be a great person to take over. You know, SNL, or like be a per, be a great person to produce SNL, whatever. Anyway, that's not him, you know, giving his endorsement. That was that was just him just delivering a line. And I just think, yeah, of course, she'd be great, and she would bring the show into uh, into new territory while keeping it pretty much all the same. Um, speaking of which, I just watched the um, uh, the most recent episode, which is Jacob Alordi, which is the mid season premiere, and. Um, not to be not to be rude, not to be mean. I don't know who in the world that is. Uh, and I looked on. I so and I did this. I did this. I didn't know who this guy was. Like I, when they announced it, I saw on the Instagram, and I went, "Who's Jacob Alordi? Who is this?" And then you know, you say Saltburn. I'm not gonna watch it because there's no people of color in it. <laughs> and you say this and that, and I just don't. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, and that's not to be like. I don't like. Oh, I'm better than him. I don't know. I'm better than you. I don't know. No, I just don't know who he is. And I went to Wikipedia when I was watching the cold open, uh, as uh, they did yet another James Austin Johnson Trump. And I, um, <laughs> you can see my face. You can see how I enjoy that. Um, and I went through multiple seasons of SNL. Most the most recent set, like thirty through forty nine, or thirty through forty eight. I didn't go through forty nine because we're in the midst of that. And then I also went through just for good measure um, some of the twenties, just to because I can't remember the last time I watched an episode of SNL and had no idea who the guest was. And again, that's not to say I'm better. That's not to say I I know more and I only know. Uh, alternative comedians or anything like that. I don't know who that guy is. I, I had no clue. And then in season, and, and I think I went to the season that had, that was in 1995, um, the spring of 1995, that, that season, uh, there was somebody that I didn't know. And then there's another person I didn't know. Um, in two, not 2000, uh, I think that was 97. So 95, 97 released two people I didn't know, but, I can't like truly. I just, I just don't. I I didn't know who that guy was. And uh, let me tell you, <laughs> let's say they did twelve sketches. Eleven sketches were about him being a handsome person. And quite frankly, it's not that handsome. Anyway, the next one, this final video I have, 
besides the what we'll talk about, is something I was watching uh, just now. Kevin Hart was on The Tonight Show, and I just uh, I think he's, again, he's just a, f- a very funny guy. He's probably talking about Lyft, uh, a movie that uh, you can put on. And it uh, it's, not a, it's not a slight. It's just a movie you can put on. Just put it on Netflix. He doesn't tell a joke the entire movie. The entire movie. It's the Kevin Hart. It's an action movie, an action heist movie. Kevin Hart is the, he, I'm not in the, like, again, not a slight. He doesn't tell jokes. The rest of the cast get funny lines. He does not have one joke. Like, it's as, he is, he is doing a serious acting role and everybody else is like kind of silly. I don't know what, what happened. (laughs) What was the translation there? But it was very, it was very, uh, when I was watching it, I just couldn't believe that this was happening. (laughs) Like, whoa, Kevin's really taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Don't make any sequels to it. I think it's uh, F. Gary. What's his name? F. Gary Gary. F. Gary Gray, excuse me. I think he might have been the director. Let me triple check because I don't want to be some idiot saying thing. Yeah, he was the director. And uh, he definitely said... Hey, there might be sequels. No, we're good. <laughs> I think it's fine. But beautiful vistas. Oh my god! And again, everybody else was a cartoon character. Anyway, okay. Uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, one thing I wanted to note is no one ever comes out and talk and and like waves at the band. I like it when people wave at the band. And Kevin Hart addressed the roots, and I really love that. Mostly because they're from Philadelphia. But it'd be great if uh, somebody came out on uh, Colbert's show and and went. There's the band. Because, <laughs> again, it's the, this is a crazy, stupid world we live in, and you're somebody getting paid $400 to come hawk your show. The least you could do is make the most of it. I'd get there. I'd spend, if I was a guest on a show, I would spend, so, I would spend all day there. I'd be hanging out in the writer's room. <laughs> see the band. <laughs> see the band rehearse. I'd go to rehearsals. I earned that four hundred dollars. I believe it's four hundred. All right, now that leads us to this. Um, After Midnight premiered on uh, CBS, and if you don't know, After Midnight is the replacement for the Late Late Show, which was which ended with um, James Corden, James Corden's run, and uh, and it is a sequel, a reboot of sorts. I w- I'd call it a reboot, uh, a reboot. <laughs> I call it a reboot more than uh, a sequel. And it is a uh, it's a reboot of uh, At Midnight that was on Comedy Central, which was hosted by Chris Hardwick. This one's hosted by Taylor Tomlinson. And it is, if anything, as the week went on, when the show premiered, so well, I'll just say this, as the week went on, it became more in line with At Midnight. I don't know if they're trying to make it the, its own thing, I don't know uh, if there if there is a a point in trying to differentiate it from what it was prior when it was on Comedy Central, uh, but it is from more or less it is the it is at midnight um, for the TikTok generation, whereas at midnight was the at midnight for the Vine generation. It is obviously so very cheaply produced it is i if if you told me the budget of the show i would go it's too high (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, the, don't worry. I I said that I told that joke uh, to a friend on a Saturday. I was talking. I was talking to her on the phone, and uh, and then we we were talking about. Uh, I mentioned after midnight, and I and I watched the entire week, so I I was able to 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 say that joke, but it was offhand on on that day. So it's still a brand new joke, baby. Um, and 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 you know, again, I I I came in. I, and that's not a slight to the show. So, uh, but I came in and I wanted to dislike it. I I came in uh, trepidatious because the Late Late Show should still be around, and After Midnight should be on Comedy Central. Uh, but Paramount uh, Viacom has other ideas for Comedy Central, uh, which is now a King of the Hill and South Park an uh, office uh, replay channel. I think they have Seinfeld. Do they? Maybe. I don't know. Who cares? And sometimes The Daily Show. <laughs> but there's... I I would be interested... You know, since the pandemic uh, began and South Park um, has left the airwaves and basically gone to streaming, <laughs> I, I, I wonder... Because... The, now, I, I say this because... Uh, I wonder what's going to happen to Comedy Central. I say this because... There was a there's a plan that they definitely instituted uh, at Viacom where they said all of the reality things are going. If you see if you ever see me look away from the camera and I'm looking uh, camera left, I'm looking at the monitor for myself because I'm looking at myself in the eyes because I'm so beautiful. And if you see me looking camera right, I'm the video for After Midnight is still playing and uh, I just played the entire first episode. Um, so I'm not paying attention to this. But Comedy Central. Is supposed to be the adult animation channel, so that's why all of the live action things were canceled or sold off. Um, but this show, being uh, living on uh, uh, CBS, is kind of is is there there are there are pros and cons that come with it. Uh, I mean, the pros are that it's on broadcast; it's going to have way more eyes. Um, and that it, it is going to be able to feature alternative or lesser known comics on uh, or comedy based people. Uh, I say that because Max Greenfield, uh, who is a star of a CBS show, was on the Thursday episode. But it's going to be able to feature those people on broadcast, which for better. Yeah, I mean, like it, like it or not, it is a, uh, a great platform still. I, th- I still think. You know, you know, look at look at the, uh, the 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 cast of SNL. Even though that show is streaming on Peacock and you can watch the sketches on YouTube, you can still see Devin Walker on SNL on NBC, Sarah Sherman on SNL on NBC, and that's and that's great. That's still I still think that is kind of a, a notch to hit, notch in the belt. Um, now the first episode featured three comedians. Who were, who in my eyes are big. You know, Whitney Cummings, obviously, she's a huge touring comedian. Aparna Nancherla, who's a comedian, writer, and actor. And uh, Kurt Brownoller, who's a, a, a comedian and actor. And and then, you know, you have Taylor Tomlinson doing her thing. Uh, as a host, I think she's, you know, hitting her marks, doing it well. She's throwing in comments when they uh, need to happen. Um, and uh, that's it. She's, I, I, you know, more so than Chris Hardwick, I do believe that she is a, um, a little bit more, 
she has more input. She has more, she has more things to say. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, is that she makes more comments than he, than he did. But the cons of this show are, uh, I'm not saying that's a crew or a con, just saying that's something that she does. <laughs> but the cons of this show being, uh, like for one, it's on, it's on CBS. I mean, I, it's like this show living on CBS is, um, it, it means like they, they can't tell and, and, and they've, they try, but they can't tell as risque of jokes. Uh, and that's what we're kind of missing is a, a little bit of the bite that comes from uh, at midnight and the length. It, I think the length is the biggest thing and get, it has to be 42 minutes. It has to be 40 minutes because it's in an hour slot and they've got to fill that time. Otherwise we're going to get ads that after midnight is much too long, <laughs> much too long for what it is, for what it wants to be. People don't go to TikTok to watch uh, f- five-minute clips. I don't know if you can do five minutes on TikTok. You know uh, how Paramount uploaded. Speaking of Paramount, Paramount uploaded all of Mean Girls to TikTok uh, to to promote the premiere of the new Mean Girls movie. Um, and people, I guess, watched it that way. I don't know why you would. Why would why does this show have to be 22 or uh, 40 minutes when it could be 22 and you could uh, if you want it to be if you want it to be a show that lives on its own, then the back half or the middle or the front half could be something different. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know how maybe it could actually be a panel interview thing. But I mean, by the time I get halfway through the show. And I, have, and I have to fast forward through more commercial breaks. I'm like, gee, mini Christmas, man. This is long. And it just kind of drags on. But they still edit it. So I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're editing out, if you look at the Max Greenfield episode, they're editing out bad answers and unfunny answers. But then, you know, what else? I also noticed for the Max Greenfield episode, they had um, a comedian that was Robbie Hoffman. Very, she and she was great. She was very funny. Uh, and and what this show can do is bring, again, like I said, people who don't typically have this kind of exposure to the forefront. Robbie Hoffman is somebody who wrote for a Chris Gethard show. I had to look this up when I was watching the episode, and she's she's very funny. But I don't think she was that kind of the kind of humor that After Midnight and that that crowd was looking for because that crowd was not really having some of the broad swings she was taking. <laughs> uh, same thing for James Davis. I mean, I, I don't think I that like that crowd is more in line with, you know, Whitney Cummings is here. Uh, Paul of Tompkins is here. Let me see those people as opposed to let me, uh, Sophie Buttle or a uh, Harlan uh, and Churla or a uh, Carl Tart. It's great to see Carl Tart on there. I mean, it's amazing. I, I want them to be in a place where they can continue bringing these people on. But I need them to also either go all in on choosing, you know, this this kind, this sort of alternative style comedy people or, uh, uh, tr- you know, glossing it up a little bit. But I'd rather them, you know, go in with this, uh, the alternative stuff. Because I think uh, alternative stuff is what I said. 
because I think that's where this show shines. I think that's where At Midnight shined. And also, don't be afraid to have return guests. How many times was Ron Funches on At, at Midnight? How many times were Rob Hubel and Paul Shear and uh, just a bunch of people? And also, don't be afraid to get people who aren't just stand-ups or comedy writers. Because I do think the Max Greenfield thing worked. Um, it was nice to see him not in an acting role and not interviewing. Uh, I would I would love to see them uh, bring in uh, similarly similarly sized stars, because that was always a surprise on uh, at midnight when somebody big would come by. And the points don't matter. Uh, the the points don't matter. And um, we it was here. Here's the thing. Now now we've got like two different two different modes of operation because the points never mattered on regular at midnight, but everybody was vying for them. Whereas on after midnight, the points don't matter. I don't think Taylor understands that. <laughs> and um, uh, I don't think the guests understand that. I don't think anybody on after midnight understands. Well, hold on. The points don't matter and the, the guests don't care, but the points don't matter on at midnight and the guests did care. And they were fighting. They were doing the best jokes they could. I'm all and, and you know, there's things here and there that the show could do to improve. But I mean, that's what that's what happens with every every talk show. I don't, I'm not going to pick out the things that are happening on week one. I will say this: I don't use TikTok, and I'm not on the internet constantly. So when they say something was big that day or that week, you got to take the word for it and go, "Oh, I guess that yeah, I guess that's how it works." Uh, but that's after midnight. I there's room for improvement and refining the show. There's no room for making the show more than it is. When Late Night with Seth Meyers premiered, Seth was standing doing the monologue. They did they did bits that they never do anymore. Uh, and I know that because I was just watching a bunch of clips uh, uh, while while the hiatus was going on. Um, this past one, uh, uh, the winter break one. And I was watching a bunch of clips and I just think, I just thought to myself like, man, this is so funny, but they will never ever bring this back. Uh, and then the same thing for, uh, uh, uh Jimmy Kimmel show for Fallon show there. Are th- and obviously those have been on for years, but there are things that they did in the first three years that they don't do 10, 15 years later. And with this show, I can see them getting rid of games that just didn't work because there are some games this first week that just flat out stunk. Uh, but uh, there's nothing more than that because they there's no way. I mean, the set is already so barren. What are you going to add to the set? It's just a giant phone and four podiums. <laughs> and it looks fine. But again, it looks like I could sneeze and that entire thing would fall over. <laughs> the, the entire set would fall over. But I can't see in three years, if the show exists, where it is, where it's going to be. Okay, there's that. And the final thing is, uh, this comes from Variety, written by Brian Steinberg. Comedy Central won't choose daily show host after year-long search. You heard that right. At the Emmys, Trevor Noah's Daily Show finally, finally won its Emmy. 
and uh, and 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 on the stage, you saw Roy Wood Jr., Ronnie Chang, Desi Lydic, Dulce Sloan, Michael Costa, Jordan Klepper, writers, producers. It was fantastic. But also on that stage, standing adjacent to Trevor Noah, it was Roy Wood Jr. who had quit the show just this a couple of months ago, just past fall, and he was mouthing, "Please hire a host." Here we go. Here's your answer. You're not going to get a host for the year of 2024, <laughs> at least not yet. Not 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 for uh, for a little bit. Um, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get a host. They're going to do what the original rumor was and rely on the, the correspondence. Now there are multiple rumors that were going around talking about how uh, uh, Roy Wood Jr. and Desi Lydic would be the ones to to get the spot. Then it was Hassan Minaj, and then um, uh, Chelsea Handler was really into wanting the job, and uh, uh, who was it? Cal Payne really wanted the job. Uh, and then after Hassan was out, then what do we do? Are we going to do guest hosts until uh, you know the summer or whatever? But my for from what I liked most, what I thought the best idea would be for Desi Lydic and for Roy Wood Jr. to get to co-host the show. I think it'd be fantastic. I mean, look at PBS NewsHour with uh, 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 Amna and Jeff. They they do some fantastic work. They're they're able to, uh, after midnight still playing, they're able to, uh, uh, you, you know, do stories, go out on assignments. Sometimes one of them is hosting for three days straight. Sometimes both of them are hosting. It's I love it. It's truly, it's truly so great uh, and uh, uh, wonderful reporting from the both of them. Now, for uh, for Desi and Roy, they played well together. I mean, you know, the, they've both been there for years, and it just doesn't make sense for for this show to want to rely on somebody who is not a part of the family. I mean, you know, uh, uh, John chose Trevor. Trevor left. So why not try to choose somebody in that same ilk? Look at uh, any man or woman who is capable of hosting the show. I, look at Chelsea would have been a fantastic, uh, fantastic person. Desi would have, uh, uh, and, and Roy would have uh, killed it. And um, it's a shame that we've gotten this far. Uh, and I feel like this is, uh, if anything, I know uh, Jen uh, Flams is that her name is still at the Daily Show, and she's been there f- uh, for you know since the beginning, but. I, f- I feel as though this is, like the Late Late Show, kind of the last laugh or the last grasp of you know reality for The Daily Show. I, 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 you know, Paramount is ready to, Sherry Redstone is ready to sell Paramount to who, whoever, whomever the highest buyer, the bidder is going to be, whether it's Warner Brothers, whether it's uh, Skydance. Uh, but there, but it seems that she's ready to to just drop this whole act of uh, having having linear and streaming and stuff and and, and film studios, um, and it is it is a shame that the Daily Show is being put through is being dragged like this, uh, and I'm just I just can't I can't imagine going into an election year and a very important election year every every election year important baby you got to get out there and vote Taylor Swift told me to. Um, but with with no with no host, I mean, you cancel you cancel uh, Larry Wilmore's uh, nightly show in an election year, and and now this is happening. I would 
focusing on correspondence is a good answer for last year, but now I think there needs to be somebody who can steer the ship. And whether that is truly going to be the correspondence for the remainder of the year going into next, or it's going to be some host that you hire hoping to get more ratings, uh, then make a decision. This right now seems like a stopgap. This seems like we 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 didn't intend for this to happen because if they did then they wouldn't have then they would have announced that months ago versus announcing it daily shows back uh, next week and here's and and we're going to do correspondence now anyway that's my old stick my old thing but we're going to focus on the the correspondents that include Lydic, Chang, Costa, Sloan, and uh, the new people as well. And there and that's that. I don't I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't even talk about anything in the article, but there's nothing to talk about. I mean in twenty twenty two, the advertising dollars for uh the Daily Show brought in a total of thirty nine point nine million. And now for 2023, it's getting under 19 million. But that, and that's according to Vivix, a, a tracker of ad spending. But that's because, you know, we had strikes. And then The Daily Show had, uh, uh, w- was off for oh, a, a minute before that, too. Anyway, okay. Uh, listen, if you like what you heard here, head to website cpluscomedy.com where you can see me talk to uh, comedians and famous people and things of that nature. You can follow us. Oh, excuse me. You can watch video versions of this show on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. And uh, you can also see video versions of the other podcasts, um, which are LinkedIn Logs, and which is the business podcast, and um, uh, Constitutionals, which is the entertainment business podcast. So there you go. If you want to watch video versions of those, you can watch video versions of the uh, interviews I do called the interviews on youtube.com slash C plus comedy. You can follow us on uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yes, at C plus comedy. And uh, me at Chad Black White. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Okay, bye.